Hey folks, BC Hunter here. Before we get into this week's episode of Wrestling with the Truth, I just wanted to explain something about the sound quality. Upon editing, after we had recorded this interview with the folks from Just Another Effing Podcast, it came to our attention that there was a pretty large echo throughout the episode itself. So, unfortunately, the sound quality on this episode is not up to par to what we usually like to put out for our listeners. I've done everything possible to make the sound as good as possible, and I've managed to take out the majority of the echo. But again, I do apologize if you do find the sound to be lackluster. And I also apologize to our guests, James from Boston and Canada Dry, because we want this episode to be spectacular, perfect, and the sound quality be top-notch. But we did our best, and uh, hopefully it won't be too noticeable. And we appreciate your listening, and I hope you enjoy the episode, because it's a good one. everybody wrestling with the truth. My name is BC Hunter, sitting alongside my good buddy, Nightmare Day Lines. Nightmare, how are you doing today? Not doing too bad. I hope everyone in Nightmare Nation is uh, having a good weekend. Not just Nightmare Nation, but apparently the House of Hunger yeah, as Hunter. well. Our good buddy Ted the Hillbilly Heel came up with yet another uh, spectacular nickname for... Well, yet again, uh, we will not pay him. So. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> there are no royalties coming for that. <laughs> But you might have just heard some laughter here because we have a couple of other special guests in the blanket booth today. Um, as we mentioned, we're making November a November to remember. And it's the collision of the super pods this month as we're welcoming in a few different uh, podcasters that we really enjoy. We enjoy their shows. We think they've got great shows. And we want to make sure that not only their audiences listen to them, but we can introduce a few other people from our audience to them because we think they're deserving of that. So this week to start things off, we have the guys from Just Another Effing Podcast, JFB, and Canada Dry himself. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> I also uh, host uh, another show uh, as part of Effing Wrestling, and that is Wrestling with the Paranormal. Yeah. Where we, uh, we talk uh, from a wrestling fan's point of view. We talk about uh, the weird, wacky world of the paranormal. Uh, and tonight we're talking about uh, time slips. Oh, which is, uh, under under talked about thing. Wow. Yeah. So time slips. I mean, like just sure I know what that is. moments of time that people just kind of goes from their memory, or, or what? What do you? No, it's actually where. Uh, I'll give you an example. This uh, this old man and his son were coming into a uh, a farmhouse to pick up some fuel, and uh, they uh, they went around the corner, and there was this old. Uh, mansion of white house and they're like i don't remember that being there before and uh and then they came back the next day and it was gone and it was act like and it was like never there okay it was cool. like from uh from a prior time in, in history cool i'll, I'll totally have to check that i'm into that kind of stuff yeah. Yeah, for sure so I, don't know, I thought same. you were going to tell a dirty joke for a second there and then they uh, stopped to uh, take him. I thought he was going to end in some sort of drug-related sequence or something. That's crazy. Salesman and the farmer's daughter joke going on. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and the farmer said, you could be with my daughter, but. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, guys, we appreciate you taking the time to come on. I know this is also a recording day for you guys, so we'll try not to take up too much of your time. But nope. we decided we're going to do this twofold with, with you. Number one, we just wanted to get to know you and uh, introduce you guys to the audience and uh, kind of get your uh, whole connection to the wrestling thing. Uh, I know we were on your show as well, and we really appreciated uh, the opportunity to come on there. Really enjoyed our time. And then because we kind of have a similar interest, I think, in our podcast, we we're, we're both list makers, I do believe, and we have some fun with that kind of stuff. I know you just recently did uh, uh, a few good lists. One of them, uh, what was it? It was the um, basically the the ones the the top people that didn't become world champion. Correct? Wasn't that? Um, yeah, underrated top. Yeah, the best underrated wrestlers. Champions, yeah. but guys that should have been bigger than they were. Right. Yeah. Which I really enjoy because you guys both had a different list for it, so that was great. Well. Yeah. We decided that we to fit with that theme, we would go with our Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling managers, which I'm pretty excited about to see if we're all on the same wavelength or if we're totally off. <laughs> well, there, there, there's, there's, there's a few guys out there that uh, kind of are on everyone's brain, and I, I think we're probably going to be pretty simpatico with this. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I have to say, going through the list, I just, I went through, there was a Wikipedia page that had Obviously, it wasn't exhaustive, probably, but it had a very large list of all the managers of LA sort of history. And like, it was raining so many. Like, I was like, oh my God, I forgot about this person. And like, that mm-hmm. person. Like, it, it was it was fun to go through, to be honest. And now, so then I was that- like, also thinking to myself, I was like, well, I'm going to have to defend this. And can I defend this? And so that, <laughs> that was, that was uh, in my so head. Was this a top four or top five each? Top four. Four. Top, top four. Four faces, right? So. <laughs> Uh, and Jay will be the only guy in history that has both downtown Bruno and Harvey Whippleman on his list. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we aren't so sympathetic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't even get that. So, uh, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this, guys. First off, um, what got you into wrestling? Where, where did your interest into wrestling? Is this a childhood thing? Is it something that you just kind of stumbled upon as the Attitude Era came along with? Like, have you been lifelong wrestling fans? I mean, I, for me, I've been a lifelong wrestling fan. Um, I had a friend that I played uh, Little League with, uh, Jim Dormady, and uh, he has satellite dish. And so I would go to his house and we would watch like Saturday night main event. Yes. But he would get like world-class championship wrestling and he got NWA and he, he got uh, Canadian Stampede and oh, Calgary Stampede. So... But he also tape traded as well. So he had like Japanese, he had Mexican. I was hooked. The, the first match I ever saw was Dragon versus uh, Steam, uh, uh, Steamboat versus Macho Man. And I was hooked. And at that point, I, be, I had been a lifelong fan of professional wrestling. Right on. Awesome. Uh, for myself, uh, I got caught up in the 80s hoopla uh, with Hulk Hogan and the rock and wrestling cartoons. And all my friends at school were uh, were uh, wrestling fans. Uh, I, I was a big Hulk Hogan fan, and then uh, I kind of got bored with him. And Brutus the Barber Beefcake came in, and I I love the cutting the hair gimmick. And uh, <laughs> uh, I was actually known as Aaron the Barber Harder at school. <laughs> I would uh, if, if if girl if a girl was sitting in front of me, I just like snip her hair. <laughs> 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 Um, uh, That's so not a 2021 thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We would have steel cage matches at lunchtime 
You remember the backstops, the baseball? Yeah. The, the softball in the, in the playground. We would use that and have steel cage matches and, and try to, it, it was fun. But we, oh. we were shut down, the teachers saw us and they're like, they're going to get That's us. That's amazing. That's cool. Uh, did you have the same pants as Brutus? <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, we actually even formed uh, the LWF. The it was uh, the Little Wrestling Federation. <laughs> oh, it only okay, got so far. Let's actually... not all lie that we all had a pair of Zubaz pants at some point in our childhood. Oh, I did, <laughs> and I was actually the only one crown champion because we didn't get that far. I w- I was the king of the ring champion, and uh, nice. uh, we didn't uh, keep it going. So I was the only champion that we had. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Did you uh, so? Now, how long is the podcast? How long is the podcast been going for you guys now? Uh, we're on episode thirty-seven, so we got you know about almost almost seven, a year, seven weeks. <laughs> yeah, thirty-seven weeks. Yeah. yeah. How, how did you guys connect? Uh, so we we got connected through F and Wrestling, which is this uh, well, amazing. Really. Huh? It started in uh, in uh, uh, FSGP Prediction League, actually. Yeah, that's how it started. Yeah, uh, freshly squeezed Grand Prix prediction league which runs kind of like the g1 climax uh and then it turns into the ncaa 64 team tournament uh and then uh there's a lot of i'll let aaron talk about effort wrestling but that's that's really where we got connected and then uh aaron started effort wrestling and since then we we have been uh we've been attached to each other's hips uh since yeah and uh, i i uh I was building the Twitter and building it up in wrestling and uh, I was waiting for the right time to put the podcast on. And I knew I didn't want to be, um, I, I knew that it was going to be hard for me to run everything else and also run the podcast. So I put James in charge of that and uh, it, it's been going really good. Nice. Yeah. I've been, uh, I checked out the, uh, the website for FM wrestling. So it's quite a diverse mix of things that you've got on there. So it's, it's uh I'd encourage people to, it's not just a podcast. There's a whole lot going on with you guys. So, uh, oh, yeah. you, you know, you want to touch on a couple other things besides the podcast side of things to just promote that? We also have a, a prediction league yep. uh, called AFW. Yep. And uh, it's all F and Wrestling, which is our Twitter handle. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's great. It's fun. Uh, so uh, we have champ, we have championships and uh, we predict each week and, uh, our manager, our GM uh, Dallas uh, runs that, and uh, uh, it's 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 just a great community of, of friends, and uh, uh, we all support each other, and uh, it's it's great. Yeah, I have to say that that was the first time I heard Prediction League was when we were chatting with you guys previously, and I, and I wasn't really aware of uh, of that sort of thing even being out there, so. Um, is that still yeah, if you guys want to come in one day and, and join our league, that would be you guys. It, it'd also be a great place to promote your podcast as well in our chat. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always down for uh, trying out some some fun things that like I wasn't even aware of. So 100, percent I want to. Dive yeah, we do we do uh, you, we can even uh, do promos. Like you get uh, you get extra points for doing promos on your <laughs> so cool. that week, and uh, <laughs> it's really it's actually really helped us with our podcast too because we. We really yeah. let our characters develop, and and both of our characters are on our podcast are from the prediction league that we've kind of created. Yeah. And we just nice, yeah, we, you're very similar in that we we try and kind of go with that gimmick sort of style as well, and uh, say somewhat true to that. I don't know, 
We're going to have to break kayfabe every now and again, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's kind of cool, and we've, we've sort of embraced that. But uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I see a darkness coming over Jay ever since we started the podcast. I'm really worried about a chair shot in the back at some point. Yeah, pretty, soon, uh, pretty soon I'm going to have some purple mist coming out of the mouth. Uh, 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 this thing actually birthed with, uh, with a cat, actually. <laughs> I've uh, heard the cat mentioned. Uh, is this the cat that's mentioned on the show? Yeah, fruit cat. Fruit cat. Yes. Fruit cat. So, uh, uh, he's he's what taught me how to build social media, <laughs> and uh, he's he's a he eats fruit. And uh, one day he stole my strawberries out of the package and ripped open the packages. Malin on a strawberry, and so uh, I thought it was hilarious. And I started filming him eating different fruit and and taking pictures. And uh, it quickly grew to twenty thousand. Fans of Fruit Cat, and so uh, uh, nice. uh, I don't. I don't know if you guys know, uh, but we're we're. I'm friends with Natalia Markova, yeah, and uh, and she uh, she really encouraged me uh, to build F and Wrestling and to start yeah. the Twitch. And uh, so um, she encouraged me to 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 build F and Wrestling. And so she's part of our our core base of, of how we started. Yeah, boy, she's really making a name for herself right now, eh? Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, like that. I feel like I'm seeing her name everywhere right now. Yeah, she's got a match with um, Eva Lee for the Shine Championship. Uh, she yeah. just won the Clash Championship last night. But uh, uh, we posted her video versus the Woad on our our uh, our, our F and Wrestling uh, YouTube, and it has a hundred and seven thousand views. Wow! Uh, over a month. Yeah. Wow. It's really it's it's been amazing attaching ourselves to her because it's given us almost 700 subscribers since we posted that video yeah amazing amazing and uh she correct me wrong she was just on aew not that long ago too was she not yeah she has three dark matches yeah um but i i I think that um she's got something coming up i can't say yeah Mm -hmm. got something big coming up um so keep your eye on natalia markova and she's going to be coming on our show Again, very soon. Yeah. Um, so, cool. Keep I think that'll be. A, I think that's going to be a huge get for you guys because I mean, like I say, it's it's a good timing with with what's going on with the press with her. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, now, James, you mentioned obviously uh, you had access to a lot of different uh, wrestling growing up, thanks to, oh, yeah. to your friend. Were you now, Aaron? I get the feeling you were probably a WWF guy growing up, but James, were you a WWF guy, or were you more? Was there something that really grabbed your attention? I, I didn't mind WWF. I knew, I, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of Hulk Hogan. I was a huge yeah. fan of Roddy Piper back then, Macho mm-hmm. Man. Um, I was a huge fan of NWA uh, yeah. and World Class Championship Wrestling and Mid-South and uh, the the properties in Georgia, the, the promotions out there. That's what really got me going was the first time I saw Ric Flair with the robe walking and not even walking but strutting down the aisle to the ring against harley race to for that first shot at the you know 10 pounds of gold i was like mesmerized like this guy is important i know this guy is huge you know and that and you know eventually when the territories kind of went away you know you're kind of forced into watching wwe because they're buying everybody out but uh when wcw started really making big waves with NWO. I I stopped watching WWE and started watching WCW. I would tape WWE 
and would watch it when I had the time. But I always watched WCW live because they were NWA in, in essence. I mean, they swallowed up the rest of the promotion. So I was a I was a WWE WWF fan until '97 mm-hmm. uh, when they screwed Brett, and uh, I went to, I I pledged my allegiance to WCW, and uh, um, and. Uh, when when Owen died, that, that 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 really made me hate WWE, and uh, I had to go back to them, obviously, uh, because they were the only game in town. But uh, recently, with AEW uh, forming, uh, I really watched only them mostly, uh, and uh, just Dark Side of the Ring and all these hidden things that kind of come out. You really see and. Uh, not to mention the firings. Uh, do you really see how how scummy WWE is? Yeah. Uh, should we get into it? Before we get into it, I was going to say, so obviously right now as the product, you guys seem to be more AEW-focused, I'm guessing. Uh, that seems to be gaining your well, interest. We, we try to cover it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But our great love is AEW. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's AEW and... Uh, MLW, I've been getting into a lot. Uh, I, I have subscribed to New Japan Pro Wrestling, so I watch a ton of that. Uh, and I watch WWE because, you know, they're, they're out there, you know. And, I mean, you can't really be a wrestling fan without really watching. Yeah, we need to cover the news on, on everything. Like, yeah. if, it's in, if it's in wrestling, we want to talk about it. Yeah. yeah and now, James, where you're, where you're positioned at, are you getting to any impact stuff? I am, yeah. Uh, yeah. I've gotten to Impact before they got bought out uh, yeah. by, uh, uh, you know, by uh, the big company. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I get into it. I mean, the problem is with me, I don't have access. I don't have AXS uh, per se, so it's hard for me to, to watch. So I try to watch as much stuff that they promote on YouTube to keep up with storylines and stuff like that. Uh, if they do TV tapings, you know, I'll try to go to the TV tapings right. and watch mm-hmm. just to get an idea of what's going on in impact. Cause I think they have a legitimate shot at, at really making big waves, you know, and they definitely put out what's for you guys. What, what are you guys watching? What's your, what's your situation with wrestling? What's your big things you love? Yeah, I think we try and take a holistic approach. I mean, uh, I think I am probably a little more into AEW than than BC is recently anyway, but we take the approach that we just, we're fans of wrestling. So yeah. if it's pro wrestling, I'm going to watch it. That doesn't mean we're not going to critique it or I'm not going to critique yeah. it, but like I try and catch everything. I try and watch Raw and Smack. Raw is so hard, three hours. So I try and yeah. skim, <laughs> try and skim through it. Um, but they, so there's that. And then I uh, try and get NXT when I can. Definitely watch. I watched. I'm like with James was before. I'm like I'll watch Dynamite and Rampage night of usually, and then I'll yeah. kind of double back to everything else on yeah. the PBR and all that stuff. Um, but I try and watch Impact as much as I can. I was into Ring of Honor until the recent announcements, and now that's <laughs> probably gonna. I can't really justify investing time into that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I try and watch everything. I'm leaning probably more in enjoyment. From a pro wrestling standpoint, obviously, uh, Dynamite and Rampage tickle that fancy a little bit more. But yeah. I really think the WWE is turning a little bit of a corner in product 
Hopefully. Recently, they, they have their start stops, obviously. And as you put it, um, there is some shadiness to their operation, and we can all agree or disagree on that. But it, I sort of try and watch things just like I watch sports. I try and watch the product yeah. on, quote unquote, on the field, right? So yeah. to me, they're making some strides, and and I have been enjoying that. I thought we, we both thought Crown Jewel was one of the best pay-per-views of the year for sure. Yeah. For them, for sure it was. And I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought they did a really good job there. The Xavier stuff, the Zelina stuff. There's some really good stuff going on uh, the main roster right now too. So, and, yeah. and I haven't I haven't hated the 2.0 to be honest. Yeah. But BC's BC's probably a little bit of the same. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm the same way. I I love wrestling. You know, period. Yeah. I, I love wrestling. Now, do I have all the hours in the day to watch every single wrestling organization? No, no. <laughs> it's impossible. It's very so. I have to pick and choose. I did. And this will be controversial. Hot but right before Hot we came button. on the air, I did mention to Jay that uh, I I can't watch all AEW anymore. There's just some stuff on there that's beyond. I fainted. I fainted yeah. and then kind of came to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, just, I think that yeah, I think your friend BC Hunter is making the the. <laughs> he's the the now, now, I did say there's going to be people I still watch, and I, I love like, like I love some people on that show. I love Miro. I love. Yeah. Daniel Bryan. I love, you know, all these. There's a few people, but. Excuse me, it's Brian Danielson. Yeah, Brian Danielson. I know. I, know. I, I, I always. Don't worry. When he was in WWE, I was calling him Brian Danielson. Now he's in AEW, I'm calling Daniel Bryan. Right? But, like, Pac is one of my favorite wrestlers in the world right now. The guy Pac is, is unbelievable. Yes. It, like, I was just watching the episode. I'm trying to get caught up because I, I missed a, a few, but I was just watching the one. Uh, it was the Cody Mallet, or no, the. The the match where, where he came to rescue Cody basically, and he, he fought uh, Andrade up the ramp, and just yeah. the speed of his reverse spin kicks yeah. is just unbelievable. Like this guy yeah. just so there's definitely people watching, but there's definitely people I don't want to watch anymore. I just can't take it. Anymore. It just frustrates me. I, and, I, and I think probably the biggest one is Ref Aubrey, but we won't yeah. get into that right now. <laughs> to me, what you're mentioning sort of highlights that they're still a growing company. Like they're still young. They're still figuring things out. There is some disparity. I will agree with you. There's some very big time disparity between some of the guys they brought in and pro- polished yeah. and produced people that they've had lots of years' experience on TV versus yeah. some guys that not. And like I am starting, and I I was never a big Jungle Boy fan, but he's starting to at least create a little bit more of an interest for me on his yeah. characters. Now he's it's a I mean they have a bloody dinosaur character on TV still, and that. <laughs> I don't love, but like at least Jungle Boy is starting to break out of that a little bit, and yeah. now they matched them up with Christian. So well, I get it too. There's some disparity about AEW is you're guaranteed at least at least one amazing match a week. Yeah, yeah. But and I would argue you're guaranteed WWE as well. Yeah. Right? I think yeah. I think that I think what has happened and what maybe we try and pull the curtain back on. You get these blinders on yeah. when it comes to WWE, and you think just mm-hmm. because we have problems with all this stuff yeah. that there there is, I think, still the best athletes in the world. Still, a lot of them still work for the WWE. I mean, yeah. Rollins, Edge, Reigns, uh, go down the list, right? I mean, Owens yeah. is there currently still, but like these guys, <laughs> the names are dropping off every week. They are, they are. <laughs> but, but, but either way, they, they, they're, they they may not be given the same produced style of match that AEW allows for, where they can just go and do whatever move they want. But they still have some of the as, best as a person who watched a lot of WWE before AEW came along. Yeah. It's amazing to me to watch them in WWE and then see what 
with the with the chains off what they can do in AEW. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll agree with that. But I'll I'll say something else too. Um, it, it's funny. It's a hot take for me to say there's people on AEW I refuse to watch anymore. But trust me, there's people on WWE I refuse to watch yeah. as well and fast forwarding through them yeah. as well. So it's not. Yeah. It's funny how it's a hot take because it's AEW and God forbid you don't watch everything that they put out there. And yes, there is guys that they're they're doing fantastic with the chains off. There's also a few guys with the chains off that are not doing so good, right? So Absolutely. Maybe, maybe the WWE and, uh, system might have helped. We're right? going to so, get into that in our podcast later. Mm-hmm. Uh, who should a- uh, AEW release? Right. Because yeah. they're going to have to. They're going to have to at some point. they got to make room for the 100 releases that came from WWE. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we did it right once Steelers again. Because we got to, I, I'm juicing to get Yeah, we're, we're going to be the hot take express <laughs> at some point there. So, anyways. <laughs> that's a, that's right. a great name for a podcast. I know, the hot take express. Yeah, I like right? it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get to the main event of our program. This is where we want to have a little fun. Uh, going back to our, our list and stuff like that, we decided with you guys we wanted to talk about our Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling managers. And when we said managers, that can include uh, valets, that can include advocates, if you know what I mean, and that can include a lot of different things, but people who actually came to the ring with other people. So, uh, <laughs> so let's get started. We'll, we'll give you guys the floor. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, okay. Um, so, I'm, are we starting at our number four? It's just you whatever go with whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with, and just justify go why with uh, my childhood pinup, Miss Elizabeth. <laughs> and uh, just, uh, she was amazing. Uh, just She didn't talk a lot, but she made Macho Man bigger. And that's what a man, manager is. He makes the star bigger. And just like, she played that damsel in distress so well. Um, Macho Man grabbing Elizabeth and throwing her in front of her. Just, they're so good. Miss Elizabeth is great. Okay. Who else you got? Oh, I'm going with my whole list? Yep. Okay, uh, for number three, I'm going with Jimmy Hart. Good call. The Mouth of the South Hart. If you look down the list of people he's managed uh, from... uh, Adrian Adonis, who is part of Effin Wrestling, um, to uh, uh, the Heart Foundation, uh, Hulk Hogan. It's unbelievable the impact that Jimmy Hart has made on wrestling. Yep. Uh, my next person on my list would be um, Paul Heyman. Yep. Uh, he is the modern day Bobby the Brain. Essentially, who is a manager in wrestling other than him right now. Yeah. That makes a mark. Um, If you can't speak in wrestling, you put Paul Heyman in front of you and all of a sudden your character is, is complete. Yeah. Uh, And my number one is Bobby, the brain Heenan. Yeah. Uh, His feuds with Hulk Hogan, the eighties. I remember he had his debate with Ken Patera. um, (laughs) And they put the bleep on for, for most of uh, Bobby the Brain uh, talking, and I was just like, "What's he saying?" <laughs> oh my goodness, my mind was dry. My my young mind was was going crazy. Yeah, I, I'd argue right now. Good point with Heyman. Um, if you want somebody to get over, you stick them with Heyman, and that should tell you yeah. right there how good a manager they are. They and that's what Heenan did. He got anybody over. Jesus, he got the Brooklyn Brawler over. <laughs> I know. You know, you know so that's, you just associate with that guy, you're over. So that's. That's a great point on Heyman as well. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Solidless, Aaron. Thank you. I, I'm going to carve their, their pictures up on that mountain for you pretty soon here. So. <laughs> James, who you got? All right. So I'm going to, people are going to, on the internet, the Twitterverse are going to, are going to absolutely roast me for this. But Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. Now he's a historian. He's been a photographer. He's ran the newspapers. He's ran the dirt sheets. You know, he did publicity. He carried a tennis racket. He fell off a scaffold. But he he was the epitome of heat. Yeah. And Midnight Express, as good as they were, and as good as they have been for years, only were that much better because of Jim Cornette. Just having him there gave them instant heat, period. And that to me was was the that's that to me is what a manager needs to do. You gotta get heat. That's the way you do it. Uh, my other one is J.J. Dillon. Mm-hmm. Um, now, J.J. didn't do a lot, let's face it. When you have the four horsemen, you know, you, you have Ric Flair. He can talk. Arn can talk, you know, even without his Glock 9 millimeter. He, <laughs> he, can, he can talk. Tully Blanchard, not so much. And then the large amount of people who filled in that poor spot. But J.J. Dillon, just the jumpsuits. Uh, in the early 70s and the early 80s, <clears throat> when he eventually went to uh, the business suit, he carried himself like a like a real manager. Like he was he was there just to make sure they got that they didn't get over, but he was there to make sure that no shenanigans were going to happen. You know, the other team wasn't going to attack him. Uh, he looked like I, he handled their taxes too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like he, yeah, I feel like. He also worked for H and R Block, and uh, you know, would do your taxes for you as well. And um, you know, did you file your expense reports and your ten, you know, your ten forty? Uh, we did. Yes. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Um, my next one is sensational, Sherry. Um, yeah. I'm glad you have another woman on your list as well. Yeah, uh, sensational, Sherry. I mean, you know, she was way more than a pretty face. I mean, she she started as a wrestler, which, by the way, Jim Cornette managed. Her first first uh, wrestling manage. Yeah, first wrestling manage was Sensational Sherry. Um she dressed up as Peggy Sue. She was the for uh, Honky Tonk Man. Uh she was with Harlem Heat. She was with Shawn Michaels. She was really with guys. Ted DiBiase. Yeah, Ted DiBiase. She was there really primarily to just get these new talent over in such a way. And you know. She was a, a beautiful person, a beautiful soul. Uh, I've never read anything bad about Sensational Sherry. It's a shame that she's no longer with us. But yeah, she's she is my she's my number three. I mean, she is just that was like one of my childhood crushes. Scary Sherry. Oh. <laughs> same here. Same here. Yeah. I was the same, James. And, and plus she got physical. That was, oh, yeah. was like, she's a complete opposite of Elizabeth in that way. She'd actually impose herself in the matches. Oh, yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah, she because she could take a butt kicking. Yeah, for that, sure. uh, that run in that, that Elizabeth did when Sherry was beaten on Macho Man was epic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number one is is going to be the same as Aaron's, and that's Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, you know, I always remember the story about him, Nick Bockwinkle, and the old lady with the gun that tried to shoot Nick Bockwinkle. And if if someone is willing to commit murder. <laughs> Low blood, cold-blooded murder at a ring, okay, 
there's a good chance you're probably one of the best managers on the block, you know? <laughs> and that, that to me, that's street cred. Where I come from, that's street cred right there. Uh, I've never been shocked by that. Uh, but Bobby DeBrady and as, and to me, that puts you as number one. I mean, so if I shoot you, if I shoot at you, James, does that mean that you, you're, you're great at what you do? I, uh, if you take a shot at me while I'm editing, Film or working on a film set that's going to make me have street cred right there. He's like, yeah, I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, ignore the you know the the Heenan family and you know, I mean, even when he wore the Heenan the the uh, the the little outfit, <laughs> yeah, the weasel outfit that he had to wear, you know, and then the transition from manager to commentator. Yeah, he was the best heel commentator. Yeah, like he was anybody. Sorry, James. He was also involved in some pretty big matches too. Like, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, where he was physically involved in those matches. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, just something about Bobby the Brain Heenan. Like, you love to hate him, yeah. and some people want to shoot him. So yeah. you know, there right there is is street cred. So that's that's my Mount Rushmore right there. Uh, great, great list. I'm glad that you guys had a little bit of a difference in there too. And there's a there's a few on there that I definitely considered for my list. Um, Sensational Sherry definitely jumped into mind as far as that. I, I like Elizabeth. I just didn't see her with a, as many people over her career, that type of thing. But yeah, um, yeah, definitely Sherry was one that I, I don't think gets enough credit as a manager, to be quite honest. Yeah. And, and the Heenan comment, yeah, the weasel suit. I've never seen anyone sell a weasel suit like that. Him trying to chase his tail and get that suit off was amazing. <laughs> So I think, uh, I mean, uh, was it just that he had the straight jacket for a bunch of yeah, times, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The when he was managing the Islanders yeah. versus the Bruce Bulldogs and he yeah. stole Matilda. Yeah. <laughs> doing the fake leash with the. I fake... love that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so and, and let's not even talk about like, the AWA career he had, could have put him in the Hall of Fame oh, yeah. as well. Just with Absolutely. Uh, Bachwinkle and Stevens and, and, you know, that whole run. So, I mean, the guy yeah. was just amazing. So getting into my list, obviously Bobby Heenan was my top guy because we'll yeah. just continue on that thought. To me, he, there's no one even close to touching him. I mean, just he could get heat from a crowd with a simple check over his shoulder, you know, yeah. when he's standing there just acknowledging somebody's jeer that may not have even happened, but it got the crowd going. Yeah. I mean, How like many said, times do you have a neck brace on yours? I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, like you said, with the uh, with the whole broadcast side of things as well, but he still yeah. managed to put people over. He still managed to put a guy like Hulk Hogan over, even though you you felt like he hated his guts, but he still yeah. managed to put him over. He had that skill. And much like the argument with Paul Heyman, uh, who is number two on my list, by the way, Paul Heyman, um, just pair anybody up with them and they're going to become somebody like you uh, with Heyman. Think about it. They had Curtis Axel with him for a while and you actually were interested in him at that yeah. point. Um, Ryback, you know, a guy like that, all these different people. So, and now I think even more so today, you've, you've watched Paul Heyman kind of develop over time. You can put anybody with him and it's an instant uh, star making thing for him. Well, he and, can um, Roman Reigns there in this, this run here. <laughs> oh, it's been amazing what he's done for yeah. him. You know, that, that's what solidified that heel turn for him. And uh, and without without the fans going backwards and cheering for him for being a heel, yeah. you know what I mean? He's yeah. kept him a heel. I would argue CM Punk owes his whole career to, to Paul Heyman, too. I mean, yeah. I, I would say with Stone Cold. I mean, Stone Cold really 
became Stone Cold, that persona yeah. when he was in the Dangerous Alliance right. with yeah. Paul Heyman. You know, that's really when I feel Paul Steve Austin got over. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, don't and don't don't forget about again Paul Heyman stuff in the early NWA days and the uh, yeah. and the uh, Paulie dangerously was awesome. Like, yeah, Paulie just throw that on top of Paulie dangerously, dangerously yeah. with the with the the, felt, the, the cell phone. phone yeah. and, like, he was he was <laughs> with a hat. He just went punching his face. Yeah. Was I know. Paulie as well when he filled in for Jerry Lawler. That's right. Yeah. And and in in the uh, WCW he was a commentator as well and did quite well. So yeah, he he's got to be on there. So. Heenan and Heyman were just a given for me. Now the other two might be a little bit controversial, but uh, I agree. Jim Cornette, um, yeah. you got to throw him on there. He was a heat magnet. He yeah. could talk his ass off, and he also talked people into the arena. So right yeah. there, that provides value to him. And he had a long career with doing it. And yeah. again, he did the broadcasting thing as well. He ran Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He yeah. uh, he had a lot of people come through OVW that became superstars. He wasn't he there for the class that had Cena and Batista and all those yep. guys? So I mean, was. you got to get him on there as well. I mean, he's the Louisville lip, right? So he was just <laughs> so entertaining. And he made a tennis racket cool. <laughs> I know. Who makes tennis rackets cool? He does. <laughs> and, and I mean, I, I love Bobby Eaton. I think Bobby Eaton, phenomenal wrestler. Just unbelievable. Stan Lane, great character. But if they didn't have Jim Cornette, with the Midnight Express being the same ranks as they are now, no, no, exactly. So you got to put him on there. And my last one was Jimmy Hart. Um, I'm in an agreement. Oh, Jimmy, Hart. Have Jimmy Hart. Because you can look at just his WWF career and you think about how many people, how many champions that he managed. But everybody forgets about it. He was even better down in Memphis doing oh, yeah. stuff down there. I mean, he, he basically carried that region for a long while, especially when Jerry Lawler was out with uh, his broken leg and stuff like that. So People sleep on the whole, they think of the mouth of the South as far as kind of like the gimmicky character, but they forget about the, I forget what his um, stable was called, but um, the first, uh, first family, I think is what it was called. But yeah, uh, amazing stuff. You go back and watch some of that stuff from the early to mid eighties with Jimmy Hart. Fantastic stuff there. Then add on all the contributions he made to the wrestling industry with his musical stuff. He wrote so many theme songs for people. And then the Hulk Hogan stuff over the years. I mean, the guys just, to me, like I, the one person he didn't really match up with was Hulk Hogan. It didn't, doesn't make sense. No, yeah. he, he was, and they came out and said the reason that he was with Hulk Hogan was just Hulk, Hogan trusted him. He, he's probably like yeah. the most honest guy in wrestling, so he just trusted him. That was the whole thing. But it did, yeah, just did Hulk Hogan needing a manager just didn't fit. Not a face Hogan. No, no, face Hogan yeah. did not need a manager, but. The other person I was considering there was was uh, Sherry came into mind, and then Captain Lou Albano came to mind. But unfortunately, oh. I just wasn't around enough to appreciate Captain Lou. Like he was Captain Lou didn't have a long enough run either. Yeah, so I mean, I know he's the manager of champions, but honestly, I can't really say. Oh, that I remember all these things from Captain Lou. So Jimmy Hart was my guy for for the yeah. fourth one. All right, Jay, do you want to get onto your list? Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, what the <laughs> What the heck? Here. You never have your phone. On. I never have it. I'm so sorry. There, it's, it's just. Well, this is. I recognize that number. That's. Uh, this is annoying. Sorry about this voice. That's machine. Do you mind if I take that for uh, a second? I mean, keep I the boys. Guess go for, go for it. Yeah. Hello. Well, sorry about that. That was. Uh, hey, how you doing? It was not very professional, but. Uh, yeah. Well, we're yeah. Just it's a set on vibrate, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I hate being last because I think we basically already touched on all my guys. Sorry, Jay. I don't mean to interrupt again. (laughs) Sorry. It's Wrestle Machine. Um, Guys, I really apologize. This never happens in any of our interviews. But I don't know if you caught our last episode. I'm sure you did because you listen to all of our episodes, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) But we had had a guest, Wrestling Machine, who had some fantastic stories from his career in wrestling and just... uh, entertainment as well so um he had somebody that we said we got to do another episode with him but he's just that's who just called and he said he's he's also got um he's got a couple of stories that just popped into his head he wanted to at least share them so do you mind if i just bring him on for a second there i uh, it won't take long yeah go right ahead all right perfect machine you there i'm just gonna i'm just gonna bring you into the conversation here for a moment hey guys hey it's been good to uh i i i, I would apologize but at my age it's the reason I wear the mask. At my age, my memory kind of just fades sometimes. And I, when I have a story in my head, I got a call. And uh, so I was just, you know, we were talking about the, the special and with Sid. And then I realized you had asked me something off camera or off air, I should say, about other wrestlers. And I couldn't think of a story. And then I realized, wait a minute. Um, I saw something out on uh, Twitter land about uh, Mick Foley. And I realized Mankind was in this TV special that I had where I was promoting not anybody can be just a wrestler, that you can get hurt doing what you do. And uh, Foley comes down, and he stayed in his character the entire time. He had his Mankind mask on. You know, the hair was all over the place under the mask, and and it was just kind of neat to have him sit there chatting with all my production crew, and he was reading wrestling magazines and, and hanging around there. And then he finally stopped and said, okay, I'll get into character. Uh, what do you want me to do? And I and I looked at him and I'm like, well, um, I'm pretending to be a wrestler, so I just want you to like hit me. And it was all quiet in the room, and, and he kind of turned into Foley and he kind of pulled his hair a little bit and he said, "You really want me to hit you?" And that's when I realized I'm really not a wrestler. And uh, he hit me. <laughs> um, the the worst part about it was. Uh, we weren't recording. So, um, yeah, we had to redo the take. And uh, the second take, he, I said, just don't hit me again like that. And uh, you could see it and where it is. It wasn't really a big hit. but uh, And probably neither was my segment just now. But anyway, um, I just thought I'd call him and let you know that I did remember a story. And thanks to, uh, thanks to the guys for letting me chime in. And uh, thanks to uh, Bob and Doug for letting me call in. Or whatever your names are, my memory. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks, uh, Machine, for sharing that. Uh, appreciate any story that comes through. We're, we're looking forward to getting you on again at some point. But in the meantime, let's get back to our to our guests that, that have taken their time out of their day to join us. And Oh, yeah. And Jay, you want to get your list. Not that it wasn't in the middle of something. <laughs> no, no, we don't want to poo-poo your list. So let's get to it. So, yeah, you go ahead and give us your man. All right. I guess, I guess I can go now. So, uh, so, yeah, I guess what I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted was that uh, you guys – Pretty much, I hate that I'm last because you pretty much already touched on it. It's funny, um, <laughs> Canada Try and I basically have the we literally have the same Mount Rushmore. And you were saying your list, I was like, oh god, we literally have the same. <laughs> so, but I mean, I would echo a couple different things, and I think we've touched so Keenan and Jimmy Hart and Miss Elizabeth and Amen are mine. And the reason why I approached it that way, and I get all your takes around Miss Elizabeth, and she didn't have. But who do who do I remember as a kid sure. more than anyone? Yeah. Is Miss Elizabeth? She she was hundred percent somebody I I've forgotten a lot of wrestlers. Through also, the first years. lady of wrestling. Yes, yeah, and, and 
She didn't have to say a word. Not to mention, like, the re- watching her story, she wasn't a wrestler. She wasn't yeah. in the business. She worked at a gym. Like, she she basically was brought into this and became a huge star. Like, that to me in and of itself meant, like, she had to be there. And, I, and I'll, I'll add this too because you're just making me think of something. She kind of made it uh, very cool to have the ballet. Yeah. Now, I realized there was a couple of ballets prior to that, but Elizabeth is the yeah. ballet, you think of it, which made it really possible that you didn't have the angry you know evil ballet this was she just had the pretty girl next to her walk you up to the right and she she got over without saying a word yeah yeah she brought an element of danger like you right were, for her yes yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. so that what i like about her as well is she was a face mm-hmm. while her 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 first she was managing was a heel, was a heel. yeah yeah and that's the first time they ever did yeah. that yeah. and yeah. she also paved the way for everyone after her Yes, agreed. And and, uh, that's a solid point. When you knew that at any moment in the match, in any match, she could be in peril, right? And that's that was something I just thought she was. Well, the fact that she stood, she she still stands out in my brain. That just tells you right there. Like that, I remember vividly watching Saturday Night Event and watching that all unfold with her and the the angle with Hogan and Macho. So like to me, she had to be on there. The Heyman thing we've touched on. I won't go into that because he's just he's just brilliant. He's made people's careers. Heenan is a slam dunk. And I agree with Jimmy Hart because another guy that I always remembered was the megaphone. It was Jimmy yep. Hart. It was the screaming on the ringside. It was like all of that. And it was just... It was annoying, screams. but you remembered him. Yeah, exactly. And just like the hair and the glasses and the jackets. It was like, nope, he had to be there for sure. I, I will touch on a couple notables as I was going through my list. I, I sort of... One guy that I didn't... Really known for this, and you guys as historians, probably the Grand Wizard. I didn't know was such yeah. a big deal yeah. Yeah, back in yeah. his time, mm-hmm. and like what a what a career he had. So that yeah. I thought we had to make a mention of him. Yep. Um, and then also nobody touched. I had Cornette and Dylan down as well. Dylan only because he managed the most famous faction in history. So yeah. why yeah. Why wouldn't be on there? Mm-hmm. But Paul Bear. Don't we think Paul Bear deserves probably uh, definitely honorable mention? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I know he doesn't have the pedigree mm-hmm. of guys, but two of the biggest. Well, stars... he had world class too, where he's Percy Price. Right. So okay, yeah. That. yeah. But I mean, yeah. even if you throw that out the, mm-hmm. the window, he managed two of the biggest stars ever in the modern era, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he brought yeah. such a character element to the to his to his managing too. So I yeah. love Paul good. Bear when he was uh, managing uh, mankind. Uh, he would, uh, Mankind would call him Uncle Paul. I thought that was great. I forgot yeah. he did Mankind too. I totally forgot yeah. about that. It's funny, guys. They, they just, uh, I don't know if you follow this podcast, but it's really good. It's called Classic Match Clash, Classroom. Mm-hmm. And they they just did the uh, Undertaker, Paul Bear, uh, Kane, uh, Shawn Michaels angle, right? Uh, yeah. The Hell and Cell. And you forget about Paul Bear when he dropped the, um, the mortician gimmick. And he was just yeah. Paul Bear, and you, like you said, Uncle Paul. Right. Yeah. I really liked him like that. Like yeah. that was really good, and his stuff with Mankind was fantastic. I totally yeah. agree with the Mankind yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I just, yeah, I was, I was, I, he was really close to getting on my list, but yeah. uh, the other four, just like man, oh man, when you go through it, it also made me realize as I was going through the list of just everybody, modern, like not eighties, nineties, we just have not been blessed with a whole lot of good managers in this. Yeah. This iteration, right? And I know it's well, kind of gone away. I think like I think AEW is yeah. trying to bring the manager back. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm all for it. WWE, they, they pretty much killed the manager in the 90s. Yep, yep. That's, that's a solid take. I mean, it's just, it made me really realize, like, wow, we just do not have, like, 
any of that right now. And I think AEW is trying, right? You've got Smart Mark and you got, uh, I forget the... Um, you got Iron. You got Iron, but mm-hmm. Tully. But you got the guys doing the Lucha Brothers, too. The guys oh, yeah. Who, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. So, I mean, they're they're trying for sure. And they're, like, actively involved, too. They're not just sort of valeting kind of yeah. doing that thing. They're, they're actually bringing back their managers. And including Mark, uh, the smart Mark guy, I think he was really needed for Jane to get her... Promos, right? I mean, she Matt yeah. Hardy could easily just be a manager and have a also yeah, great manager. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, I just thought that was that was that really shown through too. Like, it's like holy shit, we don't have anybody like yeah. this today. You know, Heyman's still there, obviously, but that was a big takeaway for me. And doing this shows the importance of these guys yeah. and how they help these these guys get over. You know, and and I think it's a lost art, to be quite honest. So yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, well, for me, I mean, the big one, like you know. Uh, some of my honorable mentions was like Missy Hyatt. Um, you know, she was huge in Mid South and and then the NWA. Uh, woman, yes, uh, big in our friend Buff Bagwell getting getting in as well. Yeah, Buff, yeah, our, our we had Buff on the show and he got into wrestling because of Missy Hyatt. Nice. And you know, woman, of course, you know, with her and Kevin Sullivan, uh, the match made in hell, as he used to call it. Um, you know, Slick was another one. I was going to uh, say Slick. Yeah, Slick was a huge. I think he was the last decent manager of the of that late run in the eighties and in late nineties for uh, WWE. Even Teddy Long had a good run for a little bit there in the the late nineties. He was doing in a big faction or something, didn't he? Yep. You yeah. could even argue Virgil for, what, yeah, for yeah. what he did. Yeah, for what he did. He brought he brought something to the game, but you know, classy Freddie Blassie's another one. Yeah. Throw in there. yeah. Um, classy, I think. I think classy Freddie Blassie, <clears throat> other than the wizard, um, is that last great manager of the old days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mr. Fuji. We forgot about Mr. Fuji. Oh, oh yeah. Mr. Fuji. Mr. Fuji could be on yeah. any top ten list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's so many choices, but it just uh, hello, we miss Kim Chi. <laughs> <laughs> No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but it just goes to show what a loss there. And, and yeah. it's, it's, I wish it would come back. It's good if AEW is trying to make this a thing again. Yeah. But uh, I think there's just been so much pressure on these guys that they have to be the promo guys. When really that was the whole point of a manager. You took somebody who looked like a million bucks and maybe couldn't speak, and the manager did that for him. But so. also, I think it highlights, I would rather a manager get physically involved than a guy come down the ramp and then yeah. do some yeah. schmas and all that stuff. Like, just have the manager look away and do the, the foot pull and all that stuff, right? Like, that's a yeah. lost art, too, in a match for, for a heel, too, right? Yeah. Well, in, in the end, think about it. It's all come, for the WWE, it comes down to financials. They just don't want to pay a guy just to stand around just the ring. Around. Yeah. yeah. So I would like to also give a, a honorable mention to Brother Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he you love seeing brother love get the shit kicked out of And that was the best that was the best talk show uh after Roddy Piper's yes, there. It yeah. was. Brother Love showed nothing beat it. Who was the big guy with the sequence jacket and the, the red beard? Oliver Humperdinck. Oliver Humperdinck. Yeah. I, do, I do remember him on these days. I actually got an honorable mention. I'm shocked it wasn't mentioned. Gary Hart. Oh yeah, Gary Hart. That's a huge. That's huge, huge, huge in the territories. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I, I, my first introduction to him was through the wrestling magazines because I wasn't getting world cha- world class championship wrestling. But then you yeah. had um, him come with the great Muda. Remember yeah. back in '89, and yep. I loved Muda at that point. That was yeah. amazing. So he's another guy that you can throw down there. But there's so many. Yeah. Kevin Sullivan could go on. Yeah, another, another one. Yeah. Anyways, that's but, but that's fun. I appreciate you guys uh, taking the time to put some thought into that. Um, yeah. I know, I know your time is limited, so we'll get wrapped up here. But before we do, let's pump out all your socials. Let's get all the eyes and ears on it. So let us know where we can find you. Uh, you can get us on fnwrestling.com. Uh, if you go down to the bottom, all our social media is there. Uh, how to get into the AFW Prediction League. Uh, how to get into our Facebook pages, our Twitter pages. My Twitter handle is uh, the one uh, JFB, and uh, on Twitter, uh, I would tell you to find me on Facebook, but I'm currently in Facebook jail as of again, uh, today. again for 30 days. So, good yeah, for you, sir. good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you can't say the word sucks. So, oh Facebook is. Sucks. <laughs> uh, you can follow us at All Up in Wrestling uh, at Twitter and, and just uh, F in Wrestling on YouTube. Uh, come uh, check out. We're white hot right now on YouTube. Yeah. Looking forward to that interview coming up uh, that you've got with Natalie Markova, too. So that should be uh, that should be a good one. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And uh, yeah, just again, uh, if you uh, catch us uh, when I post it, uh, if you don't, uh, I'll post it on Twitter. Uh, wrestling with the paranormal tonight. Uh, yes. I'll be checking it on Twitter so you guys can check it out. Uh, we're going to be talking about time slips, and uh, yeah. it'll be really interesting to, to talk about that. Yeah, that's Perfect. awesome. Great. Well, yeah. really appreciate you guys taking your time. It, it's it's been fun, and and as I say, we, yeah. we're fans of your show, and uh, we just want to, you know, work together to try to get the word out for everybody because. Uh, I'll tell you what, I know Conrad's got the market on all these uh, number one spots, but I tell you, there's a lot of good podcasters that, yeah. that are putting a lot of hard work in that deserve some shine. So thank yeah. you guys. We, we agree. Same with you. You guys have an amazing podcast. It is a pleasure for the JFB to be uh, the honorary uh, Canadian to be on your show. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. uh, we'll get to, uh, we'll definitely send you an invite to, to join uh, AFW and get, get your prediction in. And uh, yeah. I'd love to have you. Uh, and chat with you on a daily basis in our AFW chat. For yeah. sure. That'd be awesome. And and to steal one of your gimmicks, uh Canada Dry, have you heard from Hulk Hogan yet? <laughs> uh, Hulk Hogan, he's he's ignoring me at every chance he gets. Uh I wonder if I've offended him too much. Mm. Um I'm so sorry how, how I've treated him. That lousy, no good for nothing piece of crap, Hulk Hogan. You'll never be on wrestling with the truth. <laughs> Thank you. And a dry out. All right. Well, hey, there you go. What do you think of that? That was uh, that was a good conversation. I, I we didn't get a chance to mention it with the uh, the boys that were when they were still on, but I, to me, as we were going through it, it just highlighted the 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 level of consensus we had for some of those guys. It's just like, man, oh man, you know you're good when, right? Like, yeah. Like that I, just dude, that just shone right through for me. I think Heenan's got to be your proverbial number. I think one number on one, yeah, list. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it might be a Heenan Heenan sort of tag team sort of one one A, but I yeah, Heenan probably gets it. He was just so damn good. Yeah, he, I mean, that's when I think of eighties wrestling. He pops yeah. into my head. Hogan yeah. Heenan, and he managed so many great guys, like so many great guys. Jimmy Hart did too, and he had a lot of high value talent there too. But Heenan had a ton. 
And something that's missing too is the manager with his stable that had this battle against somebody where you could just fire one guy after another after that kept the guy busy for months at a time. Now I think uh, I think Tully and Ern today are doing that with Pinnacle and Nightmare Family and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't think they leverage that as much as maybe we hope. But I I will say that I mean I think um, Canada Dry had a good point. I I do think AAW is at least trying to bring that element back where there is uh, not only just managers like. Tully and Arn are a big part of the show. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they have a, a very big, uh, and I would say, um, smart mark too for for another for a little bit less of a um, degree. But I think they 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 are a very important part of the puzzle. And I think that's a good example with with uh, with Mark Sterling is that's a good mouthpiece to put with somebody yeah. who's got a million dollar look. Not that Jay Cargill's got a terrible problem. No, but she's just learning. She's yeah. learning. Yeah. She's learning, and she and she needs. Uh, she doesn't need to talk, is what I no. should be saying, because that look should be enough. I don't want to hear her talk, because I just want to see yeah. what you've got. Is this, this, in a good way, a freak of nature? Yeah. That, and and I'm so also when, it's, when she does talk, it does become a big yeah, deal. it becomes a big deal. And I, and I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody out there, but I'm pretty sure um, Mark Sterling is a trained wrestler, so he can. And he was on the Independence. I think he had a fairly successful career on the Independence. So. He can take those bumps. He can do the work. He can do some heavy lifting if he needs to. Like they haven't gone down that road yet, but that's a hundred percent a possibility. You know, what I mean, similar to um, what what's his name was doing for Frankie Monet there. Uh, Robert Stone. Uh, Robert Stone. Yeah. yeah. Where where is he obviously? We forgot to mention him actually. Yeah, like where he's an actual uh, wrestler and like came from Impact as a guy, in ring guy. But not only that, like so that he's a great character, but also you know he could take the bumps. You know he can go in there and, and throw him into whatever angle, right? And Sterling would do the same. All right. Well, you know what? Phenomenal show. And that's just getting things started for this month, folks. We've got a big month planned. So we, again, want to thank the guys from uh, just another effing podcast. Uh, really appreciate them taking their time. And up next, next week, we're going to have Andy the Tax Man from Grappling with Canada coming on our podcast. I'm a big fan of his show. I mean, it's a monthly podcast because he puts so much work into each and every episode. You're getting anywhere between three and four hours per episode. But really, I know I keep saying it. He keeps denying it. But honestly, this guy is starting to become one of the best wrestling historians, Canadian wrestling historians here in the, on uh, on podcast. That's got to be tough for you uh, to say aloud, given your... your uh... Your your prowess oh as a God. historian. I don't consider my, <laughs> you know, I just enjoy wrestling, but uh, I would never claim to be anything like that. But no, I mean the work he puts in, the guests he gets, you can tell there's a lot of yeah, time and care. effort put in. I think in his last episode he mentioned it. It's anywhere from fifty to to eighty hours or That's, something like that. It's crazy. That's so crazy. Um, if you're a fan of pro wrestling in general, but a fan of you know Canadian wrestling, it's a great uh, show to tune into. So grappling with Canada. So Andy will be on our next episode. So we're looking forward to that. We're going to talk about Canada's contribution to pro wrestling. And uh, I know people might think that's just a fluff subject, but you wait. You wait. Yeah. There has been a ton of contribution. Tune in to watch me get owned by uh, two uh, two other gentlemen who know their No, who I, I, she is. I think you're going to be big in this because, <laughs> I, I mean, some of your favorite guys. Are, yeah, are no, I hope to... I can add some value there. But, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even being uh, – I'm poking fun a little bit, but I, I don't have near the – historical knowledge that even uh you have and so i'm excited to learn i'm excited to hear the stories and uh to get in down uh, get into the weeds on this stuff too but yeah i mean 
I hope I can add some value there. And it's just going to be a fun episode. Uh, like I say, the whole point of this is to shine some light to our listeners on other podcasts that we think are amazing. And we want to see them get bigger and bigger and bigger because they deserve the shine. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll, we'll end it there. So just to give our socials, you can catch us. Number one, you can catch us on Sportswire Sports Radio. Uh, it's uh, go to sportinarium.com to find the radio player for that. So anytime throughout the week, uh, you'll find our episodes being played. Uh, they've been very supportive of us on that radio channel. So we want to make sure we give them a special shout out. Uh, for the pod itself, you can catch us on both Instagram and Twitter at WWTTPod. That's at WWTTPod. For myself, again, on Instagram and Twitter, it's at BCHunterWWGT. And you can reach me at J Myers WWTT at J Myers WWTT. And that's on Instagram and Twitter. Perfect. Anything before we go? No, it was just great. It was great. Uh, great show. I love doing those sort of uh, lists and it brings back so many fond memories. So it's always fun to, to do those. All right. So we're going to close the curtains on the blanket booth. We're going to say a hearty good night to you. And on that note, we are out of here. Oh, yeah, did it. <laughs>